This is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore humanity. This is Tony Talato for Sci-Fi Talk Daily for February 21st, 2023. Here I look around the internet for news on sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics. Collider starts us off with news on the cool concept art for Willow. Diego Perlotta writes, It's been a month since Willow dropped its wonderful finale, but this fantasy show is the gift that keeps on giving. A new batch of concept art illustrations from the series have been released through its official social media channels, giving fans a new look at characters such as the sorcerer himself and Queen Sarsha and Elora Dannon as well. The pictures also take an early look for the design for the armors worn by the Tyr Aslan army, giving a reference to what the team at Lucasfilm envisioned for their return to the world, established in a 1988 film. There's more at Collider.com. And here is news about that alien con I've been telling you about, where you can attend for free for those interested in UFOs. Alien Con is back. Join us March 4th to 5th at the Pasadena Convention Center for a weekend of exploration and meet your favorite experts from Ancient Aliens, The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, The Unexplained and The Proof is out there. Tickets at TheAlienCon.com And I do have five passes available for free for the entire weekend. Click on the link in the show notes to get your passes, two passes per winner. Zoe has casting news from Deadline for the new Metropolis. Deadline has news on another addition to the remake of Metropolis based on the Fritz Lang classic. Nellie Andreeva writes Lindy Booth, The Librarians, is set to star opposite Brianna Middleton in Apple TV Plus drama series, Metropolis from Mr. Robot creator Sam Esmail and UCP where he is under an overall deal. Booth will play Maria, one of the lead characters in the movie, directed by Lang and written by Thea von Harba. Based on the latter's 1925 novel, the movie was set in a futuristic urban dystopia and followed the attempts of Frieder, the wealthy son of the city master, and Maria, a saintly figure to the workers, to overcome the vast gulf separating the classes in their city and bring the workers together with the city master. More at Deadline.com This is Zoe reporting. Deadline reports that The Last of Us is setting a record ratings pace. Katie Campione writes The Last of Us has officially hit the Nielsen streaming charts for the week of January 16th to 27th with 837 minutes viewed, which puts them at number six. That outpaces viewership for another HBO hit, House of the Dragon, during the same interval. Despite premiering the week prior, their series didn't make the charts because episode one had only been available for a few hours when Nielsen's measurement window closed. However, Nielsen did note that in just those few hours, the Pedro Pascal-led series accumulated 223 viewing minutes. That's million viewing minutes. Nielsen's streaming measurements only account for viewing on HBO Max, and those numbers don't reflect viewership on HBO's linear channel. There's more at Deadline.com. TV Line has a recap of Star Trek Picard episode, The Next Generation. David Nemitz writes, Jean-Luc Picard is itching for a new adventure as the final season of Star Trek Picard opens. 
and he's reconnecting with some old friends along the way. Last Thursday's season three premiere kicked off with Jean-Luc's former Next Generation flame, Beverly Crusher floating through space in a tiny ship when she senses trouble, and she says, they found us. She grabs a rifle as a pair of masked bad guys board her ship, and a firefight ensues. Crusher manages to take them out, but she is wounded, and who is that guy trapped in the airlock and screaming? Mm-hmm. Beverly sends a message to Jean-Luc as more enemy ships arrive. Back at his chateau, Jean-Luc is packing up to join Laris as she starts a new job. But he says, I want a new adventure. He confesses, and he gets one when he receives an alert from an old communicator badge. It's a message from Beverly asking him to help with a warning. No Starfleet, trust no one. More of the recap at tvline.com. Collider has a story about what happened to the Hank Pym-focused Ant-Man film. Film and TV writer Liam Goggin writes, Internet chatter on the notion of an Ant-Man prequel began before the first film even hit theaters. While it was before Reed had been officially signed on to direct Ant-Man and the Wasp, he expressed interest in doing both a prequel and a sequel that would tie the Ant-Man saga together, teasing that there was a lot to tell about Pym. While Reed might have just been expressing a general interest at the franchise at the time, he doubled down on his comments during the press interview cycle for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Reed said that he loves the glimpses that we see of Hank Pym in action in the glory days. In both movies, I know how much Michael loves to put on that suit. While he mentioned that the questions about the franchise's future are best left for Kevin Feige to answer, he teased some potential storylines that could involve a younger Peggy Carter and also Howard Stark. As for Douglas, he stated more than enthusiastically about the possibility. In 2018, Douglas said he'd like to see Hank back at his prime age as the original Ant-Man and cited the digital de-aging as a way to continue the flashbacks. More on this on Collider.com. Variety reports on the new M. Night Shyamalan film, Trap. Angelique Johnson writes, Shyamalan's much-anticipated next directorial effort, The Trap, is dated for theatrical release on August 2, 2024. Also in the works is The Watcher, the forthcoming directorial debut of his daughter, Ashana Night Shyamalan, which will commence production this year, and is slated for a June 7, 2024 release. Knight is one of the most iconic and influential directors of his generation, and an auteur in every sense of the world, stated Michael DeLuca and Pam Adby. From The Sixth Sense to Split to his latest chiller, Knock at the Cabin, he's one of the few directors in contemporary cinema whose name also promises a bold, singular vision compelling original storytelling, and a provocative, surprising, and entirely unique experience at the theater. We couldn't be more thrilled to welcome him to Warner Brothers' family and look forward to an exciting collaboration with Knight and the entire Blinding Edge team. More at Variety.com, where there's also a video interview with the director. Yes, there is a Winnie the Pooh horror film. And Grace has this review from Collider. Here's a review of Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey, a horror movie from Collider.com. Ross Bonham writes, 
Sometimes when a beloved property ends up in the public domain, you might hear people joke about how now anyone can make a film about that story, how even the most innocent of ideas could be turned into crazy concepts. With Winnie the Pooh books entering the public domain in early 2022, it only took a five months before the announcement of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, a horror take on the adored children's stories. How edgy. So wild. Too provocative. Writer-director, using those terms loosely, Reese Freck Waterfield decided to take an idea that could fit within a tweet and turned it into Blood and Honey, a film that overstays its welcome before the opening credits. With a film that will surely go down as one of the worst films of 2023, Freck Waterfield proves that just because a property is up for grabs doesn't mean just anyone should make a film about it. More at Collider.com. This is Grace reporting. My last story is from TV Line, which recommends binging on a season one of Carnival Row. Its concluding season will feature 10 episodes with two premiering each week on Prime Video. If you're waiting to find out how the fey folk and humans have been getting along and follow Inspector Philo as he investigates a series of gruesome murders that have stoked social tension, now is your time to subscribe to the streamer. Season one of the series is available for binging or a rewatch. Very fascinating fantasy series, worth a look. A great part for Orlando Bloom and company. Just really good actors in this. I talked to Alice Krieger last year about it. This is Tony Tolado for Sci-Fi Talk Daily for February 21st, 2023. Thanks for listening.